You are now tuned in to the Windy City Benders Podcast. This is WCVP. All right. It's another edition of the WCV Podcast. It's Jerem here again, rocking solo. Took last week off to enjoy the long weekend of Independence Day and Canada Day. Hockey players, we, we celebrated too. Whatever. Um, yeah, so it's just me rocking here solo. Uh, I can tell you the big news why I'm solo. We have a baby bender now. Uh, Tanner and his wife gave birth to their son um, last week or a couple weeks ago, I think now. I mean, my date's all mixed up. So um, congratulations to Tanner and his wife um, and the birth of their son. I feel bad for the kid, though, that he has been born into a Hawks rebuild and will not understand what good hockey is. Hopefully by the time he can comprehend, uh, comprehend things, uh, Blackhawks will have this thing turned around, but the way the rumor mill has been going uh, as we get closer to the draft, um, I don't know if that's going to be possible. Uh, what did we miss while we were gone? Uh, Colorado Avalanche, Stanley cup champions. Uh, didn't go seven games. I won six. Um, still a great series. In my opinion, I was very happy with how it turned out. It was still the best Stanley cup final in a, in a long time. Um, we're not going to go into it. You, you guys know, it. you guys saw it, everything it's been talked about a uh, few things that I did kind of want to talk about really quick with that is watching uh Byram out there. It's a little tough just because it's kind of got that. What if, mindset with him um what would have happened if the hawks selected him third overall instead of kirby doc unfair judgment i know uh there's a lot of things that go into place where it lo- especially the fact that he wouldn't have a uh kale mccarr uh type of team around him to you know really progress if he was on the blackhawks um people do say that you think about it but a lot of people are saying that and taking shots at kirby for it And again, I just, I don't want to write off Kirby as a bust yet. Um, I'm really interested to see how um, things develop under the new coach. Who? that's another thing we didn't talk about. I will bookmark that. Um, The last thing from the Colorado uh, Stanley Cup celebration is celebrations in general. The NHL has the best celebrations in all sports. Um, from passing the cup around to the parades to the day with the cup, just seeing the just the photos and videos of these players absolutely shit faced celebrating their day with the cup has just been absolutely amazing. Um, I think though that if the Stanley Cup comes out of this alive, it will be a miracle because this team is just dropping this cup every opportunity they get. And it started game, day one before the drinks even started flowing, um, bringing the puck for the team, cupping for the team picture, and it gets dropped. Um, nice little dent in, in the base right away. Um, switching over to some Hawks talk now. Majority of this podcast will be hot stock this day. Um, just a lot of talk about with uh, the draft coming up. Um, what we missed too, real quick, is the naming of Luke Richardson. He is the 40th coach in Chicago Blackhawk history. Um, Nearly a decade of coaching experience, plus 21 years uh, as an angel defenseman. Like I said last episode, I mean, you're not going to get a sexy candidate. 
you weren't going to get one of the big name guys. You were going to look for a guy who may not have got head coach experience yet, but has NHL coaching experience, has been around the league a little bit, developed a little bit more. And that's what you get with him. Um, a lot of high praise for him. I think he might be a good fit. I I just don't know if he's just going to be another scapegoat situation. I don't know if they see him as a coach and waiting and get this team through the rebuild. And then if there is one of those sexy coaches available, then he's gone and they bring him in. I don't know. Um, I am excited for it. I, I am very happy that it wasn't Derek King. I was getting really nervous that that was going to be the situation with um, this coaching search here. So yeah, um, no complaints here on the coaching front. Where my complaints start, though, is what seems to be a regular theme is the NHL trade rumors. Um, it's no surprise. Blackouts are on the first round of the draft, which kicks off today. Um, sorry, tomorrow. I'm actually going to post this right away after I finish recording. Um, kicks off tomorrow. Um, Hawks do not have their pick. They traded for Seth Jones. So everybody and their mother are saying that the Blackhawks are going to trade out to bring it so they can get into the first round again. I think this is a mistake. I don't think trading to bring it is a mistake. I think that he is going to get us a great haul. Um, but I think this is the wrong time to do it. This is the wrong draft class to do it unless you can convince Montreal or New Jersey to, to give up the one or two pick. I do not think either team has the package available to get to brink it. I think that it's going to be very interesting. There was some talks about the Flyers possibly putting a package deal together for him, but they apparently don't want to move their fifth overall pick. Um, without moving that pick, I mean, you're not going to brink it. Um, the rumored ask was the first round this year, two first rounds the following couple of years, a high-end prospect and an NHL caliber player now. Apparently, didn't, there was a team that came pretty close. Um, it was a first-round pick this year, two first-round picks, and I think a medium-end prospect. Um, but Davidson said nope, and that wasn't good enough. So... I got two sides to that. I feel one, I like that he's standing strong and that if he's going to move to Brinkett, he is going all out and getting the best possible deal uh, for him. What I don't like about that is if that ends up being the best possible deal that he gets offered that he turned down and now the Hawks are going to be trading a great player for nothing. Now, I'm fully expecting to hit stop recording and have a notification that Alex to bring it has been traded. And I'm okay with that. I really am. I love to bring it. I love bring cat. I hope he stays. I hope they find a way to, you know, get what they're looking for, for picks and all that without moving him. But again, it's nature of the beast. And I just, I don't understand fully why you would want to move him. But I get it. It's a business and you got to do what's best, especially when you are in the situation that Stan Bowman put this Blackhawk team in by just trading assets and picks and putting us in cap problems and all that. So 
we'll have to see um, more rumors kind of going around is that apparently Seth Jones is being shopped around. And I just, I don't believe that. Um, I love Seth Jones. I think I still don't hate that trade that we, what we gave up to get Seth Jones. I don't like the contract again, but that's a Stan Bowman move. That's not a Kyle Davidson move. That's not a Seth Jones problem. You give me $9.5 million when I consider that an overpay. I'm going to take that nine times out of the week. I just, again, like to bring it though, if somebody wants to take a $9.5 million cap hit and give us some picks and some prospect for it, yeah, sure, fuck it, do it. But that kind of brings you to, 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 the, to the goats of the team, Kaner and Taves, who Kane has said that he wants to play with Debrinkit. And if Debrinkit's gone, it doesn't sound like he's going to resign. So that means Kane's going to probably be moved fairly soon too. And Jonathan Taves, who already sounded checked out from this team and frustrated with the direction of what's going on and no clue on what they were doing um, it's with his comments about the Hagel trade, you know, he's gone. I mean, he's going to do whatever it takes. He'll probably wave his no trade clause. He'll go anywhere. Blackhawks can get a lot for eating 50% of both those salaries. So you got to imagine that there is going to be a, a lot of turnover coming very soon. And it's going to be very interesting to see comes October. Who is on this team? I mean, it's going to probably look like it's early 2000s. Chicago Blackhawk team where you, you had nobody. You have the guys that the true fan. Well, I don't want to say true fans, but the guys, the team, the fans that have been around way before the cup parade you got the, like the abc line um daze like that kind of stuff like those type of players you're gonna have names where you're gonna have to find a way to market them and between these names possibly being traded the rumors of strom not even being qualified letting him walk i just i don't know what what else to expect uh from this team uh kyle davison did speak to the media prior to uh, the draft coming up to tomorrow. Um, today he said that it was asked about the goalie situation, and he basically said that they will have a better idea of their goalie situation in the next 24 to 48 hours. AKA Peter Mrazek, come on down to Chicago. Tanner's been talking about this. It makes sense. Um, Blackhawks have the salary cap to do it. Um, Toronto needs salary cap relief, so we might as well work with them, take on that contract. I know it's two years left, but like you said, you're, you, you need a goalie. You need a goalie, and Mrazek is not good when he doesn't have a team around him, and if you're really falling for that first overall pick, it's time to do it. Pull it. The question only is, is what's it going to take to make this deal happen? Um I think the Blackhawks should get the 25th overall pick, Peter Morazic, for future considerations, a.k.a. Beers or the next round of golf. Um, I know that's not realistic. Probably be like a second or third um, or maybe both. I don't know. But uh, it's fully expect Peter Morazic to be wearing the Indian head next fall. Um, the other real news going on. Um, schedule came out. Um, some key dates for them. The season opener is October 12th versus the Colorado Avalanche. Um, 
going to get shit kicked in that one. Uh, home opener is October 21st against the Detroit Red Wings. It's nice to see uh, original six, uh, original rival all come together for the home opener. Uh, some cool little, little, little other tidbits. Uh, the longest, longest home stand the season um, is seven games. That goes from January 1st to January 17th. The longest road trip is March 16th through the 25th, which includes five games. And the Blackhawks will have 15 back-to-back uh, games this season. So, yeah, I just, I don't know what else to say. I really don't know what else to say with the situation. And it's, it's frustrating because it's what we expect. I mean, it's a rebuild. A lot is going to happen um, over the next couple of years. It's not going to be a quick turnaround like New York Rangers or the LA Kings. I mean, you're going to have to buckle down. This is, we're in for the long haul and it's going to get frustrating and it's going to test fandoms a lot. And I think a lot of people who were around for the heyday of, you know, the three cups and, and all the good times are, are really going to have to determine if they want to still be here um, and follow this team more. Um, It really doesn't help with everything that happened off ice last year. And then you're going into this, but you know what? You got to start at some point. It had to happen. Rebuild's coming. It's here. It doesn't have to make sense to the fans as long as the plan is in place to get us back to winning hockey, no matter how long that takes. And I'm thinking it's getting probably five years or so. But yeah, so. Buckle in. Um, let's do a quick hockey or Blackhawks Reddit really quick and see if anything else came up as I'm recording. Because you know what? Fuck it. If this drops while I'm recording, I'm going to talk about it. But I don't think it's going to. Let's see really quick. Nothing. Nothing has dropped. Yet. Um, the last thing that kind of stands out is um former Blackhawk Brian March Marchment had died unexpectedly at the age of 53. Um thoughts go out to his family. He was he was a beat, like he was a difficult guy to play play against. Um, one of those guys that you definitely didn't want or you hated when he was on your team, but you, you enjoyed him when he was on your team. Um, 17 seasons from 89 to 2006 with Winnipeg, Chicago, Hartford, Edmonton, Tampa, San Jose, Colorado, Toronto, and Calgary. Um, yeah, so thoughts to his family. And then I guess switching over to NHL talk here. Um, Russia's losing it. <laughs> uh, we all knew that what's going on, what's going on with Ukraine and Russia, but um, so a lot has happened um, regarding the hockey world. Goalie prospect uh, Ivan Fedotov um, was arrested attempting to come to the United States. Uh, he was expected to play for the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know for the 
just in, he's a prospect. Um, probably he's going to play for the HL team, um, but trying to leave. Um, he was arrested, and because of the KHL team um, he plays for, is considered a military-run team. Um, the, him trying to leave, they considered draft dodging. Um, so he was, he was arrested for that. And uh, news like that sends a shockwave through probably all the Russians over that went back to back to Russia during the offseason, um, trying to figure out what they're going to do, if they're going to come back or if they're going to be allowed to come back. Um, and then today there was like talks that uh, Krill, Krill uh, Kaprizov, God, I need Tanner back to help me with these names. Um, he had tried to return to the United States, allegedly. Um, his name is being linked to fraudulent military IDs being sold to players. Um, and he is now wanted in Russia. Now it also has come out that he is not in the United States. He still remains in Russia. This is kind of like the Panarin situation all over again, where Russia made, well, I guess, I don't know. It could be Russia made some claims that Panera Panarin, um, assaulted, a 18 year old woman woman back way back when, and we're essentially starting the smear campaign against him. Um, and it was essentially him them trying to bait him to come back to Russia because of comments that he made about Putin and government over there. Um, if you're in the NHL and you're playing in, in your Russian, why would you go home with everything going on? I understand that you probably don't have you got you got country loyalty and all that kind of stuff and and you're probably seeing this propaganda that everybody all the people of Russia are seeing that think what's going on is, is okay and, and 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 not true and what they're doing is what the Ukrainian people want and all this kind of stuff but I mean this is fucked and I'm really curious too to see if this is going to affect, you know, Russian players in the draft. If a lot of people are going to like, you know, pump the brakes and 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 not take a chance on a Russian player, thinking they might not even get him, they might even come. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. Um, Speaking of NHL talk, a couple other things in the schedule. Um, Arizona Coyotes are going to be playing 20 of their first 24 games on the road, including a six-game and a 14-game road trip. They are on the road at one point from November 5th, I believe, until December 7th. Um, Arizona State's got uh, dibs on the arena, I guess, for that time period. Um, that's going to be really interesting. Uh, Adam Bolquist signs a three-year deal, um, three years, $7.8 million contract extension. Um, he'll make 2 million next year, 2.6 million the following year and 3.2 the following year after that. Um, it's going to hold an AV of $2.6 million against the cap hit. Um, Columbus is also being linked to Colorado, uh, sorry, coyotes and chicken. Um, so Looks like they're trying to make some moves and trying to get relevant again. Um, apparently now Matthew Kachuk is possibly on the trading block. Um, don't know if it has to do with 
trying to, Calgary trying to resign Goudreau, or if it's Kachuk want to be gone if Goudreau doesn't resign. Um, there's a nine point five million dollar range offer per year for Goudreau, and I believe it's for eight years. Uh, there's a lot of talks about him testing the market to look at Philly and New Jersey, our teams that are also really hooked, uh, connected with him. But yeah, I don't know. I just wanted I just wanted to touch base, uh, get a little info out there before the before the draft. Uh, we'll have to see what happens, and if anything breaks, I guess we'll we'll pull something on social or we'll do some some sort of video just to get out there. Um, next week, I'm going to try to get people on here with me, um, so we're not doing this solo bullshit again. <laughs> I know these are short episodes and they're probably not entertaining and all that. Um, it's a lot better when I get someone to bounce off it. Of off with but hey episodes an episode i love to hear what you guys think about you know the brinket being moved um what you think about the team what like what is the outlook on this team going forward are you even interested in seeing what they do this offseason do you care knowing that it's gonna not be any big name players or substantial moves to make the team better um are you just gonna go with the flow and just keep just keep watching because it's Blackhawk hockey. All right. So episode 183. Um, we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to call this. We'll figure it out. I'll post it. Uh, yeah. So check, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB podcast on Instagram and Twitter, the hockey podcast. The Windy City Benders podcast on Facebook. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review on Spotify. Um, yeah. See you next week. Love you, boys. Bye. The Windy City Benders podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And follow the boys on socials at WCB Podcast. <laughs>